There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. On today's episode, 11 days until football season, so hey, let's throw out 11 reasons we should be optimistic about this upcoming season. Oh yeah, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans. Your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. August 23rd is the date. That means today is Monday, and more importantly, oh yeah, that means Michigan State is now just 11 days from kicking off their season against Northwestern. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, coming up here, because on today's episode. I got 11 points of optimism for you. But before we get to that, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, you're listening to Locked on Spartans. I hope you knew that by now. And I'm Matt Sheehan, your host. You can reach out to me at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com with any questions you ever have, or hit me up on Twitter at Sheehan underscore sports. Of course, you do this five days a week. We got a lot of great preview shows coming up in the next two weeks here whether it be looking at you know, Michigan State's defense, their offense, position battles, or we'll take a big picture look too and take a gander at the conference as a whole as well in the next couple days as well. Um, yeah, so today's episode, transparency. I, I like transparency. I'm going to give everyone a peek behind the curtain here. Uh, I'm, I'm recording before the weekend right now because I've got a weekend that includes two golf outings, and a wedding on Saturday. And if by the the grace of God I'm even alive by Sunday night to record today's episode, it, it probably still wouldn't even turn out coherent and or well. So this is a pre-canned episode. I'm doing this the Friday before you're listening to this. So if any major breaking MSU news happens... We will tackle that on tomorrow's show, because it's inevitable that the world will catch on fire in East Lansing, um, as, you know, I just wanted to do one pre-planned show, but hey, here we are. Uh, yeah, so, hey, 11 days till football season. I've got 11 points of optimism for the upcoming season, which is, on the surface, like, if you're an opposing fan, or hey, if you're even a Michigan State fan, honestly, that's got to sound hilarious, right? MSU just came off a, a, a two, two. Two win season, two wins, and here I am about to uh, just bloviate 11 points of why I'm feeling good about this season. And it's also ironic, too, because I, I know that I'm not necessarily the, the most Mr. Rogers uh, cheery person when it comes to Michigan State all the time. I, I like to think it's, it's based in reality and what I see and what I think is happening, but a lot of people take it as negativity, which eh, bygones be bygones. We'll, we'll argue about that another day about what it really is, but hey, for now, and I do this every August, I do this every single God bleep in August, I'm excited for the season, and I, I'm feeling optimistic, so hey, stir some of that Kool-Aid over there. Is it nice, dark green? Is it, ooh, a little sugary? Does it taste good? We'll take a big old swig of that Kool-Aid with me because we're we're going all in on the optimism, baby. So, let's break it down, shall we? Point number one, why I'm optimistic. And uh, this is a no-brainer to start off with. What a banner offseason for Mel Tucker. Uh, 27 kids have transferred out 
19 kids have been brought in via the transfer portal. Last year's roster had the competition level of maybe a higher-end MAC team. And if that sounds a little extreme, if you think I'm overstepped a little bit, go look at where those 27 kids have, have transferred out to. I think maybe only uh, enough to count on one hand went to other Power 5 schools. It was, to put it bluntly, to put it very rudely, I'm going to be very mean here, uh, addition by subtraction, perhaps? Okay, okay we're, we're going to get the kids that we know aren't going to have an impact whatsoever in the next two, three, four, five years here. Ask them politely to leave, go out to uh, greener pastures, go go get them somewhere else, because we're going to bring in 19 kids that have the body types Mel's looking for, the instant impact that Mel's looking for, and we're going to bring up some of these guys by name later in the show. That is a major offseason for Mel Tucker. He won some big battles, too, in the transfer portal as well, like Jarrett Horse, we'll talk, to him, we'll talk about him later as well. But with no question, this roster is going to look different. A lot of people that don't follow Michigan State, uh, other fans are like, well, I was terrible last year, and uh, they, they, how did they improve? They didn't improve. Like, ah, oh, honey. <laughs> oh, oh, honey. You you did not read a single article about Michigan State over the summer then because Mel and company got it done in the transfer portal. So that's reason number one. It's an obvious reason, but hey, that's the reason I'm going to give you for number one. Number two, and this might be the best position group, on the entire roster in the football building, however you want to word it. It's wide receivers. The wide receivers have to be a, a major point of optimism. Now, have we been burned by saying this before? Yes, of course, because, well, the, the, the line can be a little shoddy and that doesn't let the quarterback get enough time or let the receivers have enough time to carve out their routes for the quarterback sacked. But, hey, you know what? We're not here to talk about that right now. We will talk about those later, though. Right now uh, is receiver talk. Jaden Reed, who after a rough opening game against Rutgers, and a little loose with the ball, had, a, by all accounts, a pretty good season. 407 yards receiving. Jalen Naylor, um, we well, listen, We knew he was talented as a freshman coming in. We, we knew he was he had that guy capability. Ooh, what I really liked last year, and... That's me knocking on wood. Showed he could play a full season healthy, too. And that is big time. Now we also have Ricky White, too. I don't really know. I, I, I'm now at the point right now, and I don't know any inside info. I'm at the point now where I'm just going to assume that, hey, he might not be playing this year. Um, and if he's not, okay. You know what? You, you got a returning guy in Trey Mosley. You got some young talent, too, and Ian Stewart, big body kid. Christian Fitzpatrick, the transfer, another big body kid. Who's been showing out in summer practice? That's the guy's name that you've been hearing a little more than you thought you would before summer practice would start. Will Keon Coleman get any spin coming up this season? It's all fascinating to me, but it's all for a good reason. Now, we talked about that in the past. It might have been the offensive line that hasn't really been the reason uh, the offense was doing great because, hey, the offense wasn't doing great, and a lot of it fell on the line here. But that said... Point of optimism number three. That's right, baby. Take that Kool-Aid. Knock it back. Take a big old gulp. I'm going with the offensive line here. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's, uh, that's crazy to say out loud, but he hear me out. I'm going to walk down the line here of anyone that could play this year. Not just the starters, but anyone that could play this year. These are all going to be familiar names. 
Nick Samak, 10 starts in his career so far. Matt Carrick, 18 starts in his career. Kevin Jarvis, 27 starts. Luke Campbell, 26 starts. Matt Allen, 17 starts. J.D. Duplain, 10 starts. Blake Buter, 11 starts. A.J. Arcuri, 12 starts. That is eight guys with a grand total of 131 career starts behind them. I know it hasn't been great on the offensive line. I know it's been patchwork at times just because of injury issues as well. But as far as experience goes, there might be something here. Is it a true road grader? Like, I think of the best offensive line, like a vintage Iowa offensive line. No, probably not. But this is an offensive line that has experience. 131 total starts experience between those eight guys. And Oh, oh, I, I just forgot to mention, you know, the Outland Trophy watch list guy that we got from Arkansas State. Jarrett Horst, the left tackle. Starting left tackle, and so far, by all accounts, everything that we're hearing and seeing out of practice is, by all accounts, yeah, he's everything that he was built up to be and has already gotten that starting role at left tackle. So we got reserves that have starting experience. My favorite part about Jared Horst getting the left tackle position is Kevin Jarvis gets to go back home and play interior line where he really eats. So, yeah, hey, again, offensive line, you don't think of it as a bright point, but with what they were showing at the tail end of last season, he hit the full off season. The strength and conditioning program is, is helping these guys mold their bodies to a more playable condition as well than it was in the previous regime. And with, I'll say it again, 131 career starts behind those eight guys plus the Outland Trophy watch list guy. Mm, you know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm feeling a little optimistic about them. So, yeah. So that, that's three down. We've got uh, a handful to go. I'm not good at math. I just know that we got a lot. But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about sweat block wipes. That's right. Sweat block wipes, guys. In 11 days, a lot of us are going to be sweating in Spartan Stadium. It's going to be hot. Michigan State's going to make us uh, nervous. I'm sorry. 11 days is not Spartan Stadium. Ryan Field, you get the point. Regardless, a lot of us sweat out Spartan games. But if you use sweat block wipes, I don't think you're going to be one of those people. Because you get seven days of protection with this amazing product. A product that's doctor-created and doctor-recommended. A product with a dry shirt guarantee. If if it doesn't keep your shirt dry, guess what? You're getting your money directly back in your wallet. It's why that they have 13,000 reviews on Amazon, too. Just raving about them. They have been hot in the streets for the past 10 years. And when it's hot outside, they keep you dry. Sweat block wipes for seven days. Just wake up, right Saturday, next Saturday, no sweat whatsoever. If you know someone that could use a promo code, or if it's yourself, tell them promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. That is locked on at sweatblock.com. That's going to save you or them 20% off your order. Or find them at Amazon or find them on the shelves at CVS. And I've also got to talk to you people about Built Bar. What a great like break right now. You, you get sweat block and Built Bar. So like you eat the Built Bar, you're working out, you're, you're, you're blocking sweat. It's great. Guys, you've heard us talk about Built Bar now 4,872 times. Well, here's another one for you because they deserve it. They're such a great tasting protein bar with, for the most part, 17 to 18 grams protein, calories ranging from only 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Well, what are the flavors? 
you said they have great taste and they must have great flavors. <laughs> well, they sure do, Buster. Coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and every once in a while they mix in some awesome limited time flavors. I think pistachio is actually hot in the streets this week on their website. If you don't have a flavor set yet, uh, get a mixed box. You're going to get two of each of the nine flavors for a grand total of a lot of a lot of bars. Uh, go to built.com and use promo code locked on. No, I'm sorry, locked15. Locked15, locked15. And you'll get 15% off your order at built.com. That's locked15 to save 15% off your order at built.com. All right, back to Smileville. That's right, we're uh, taking the optimistic route here to start your week. And no, I'm not going to counter this with the 11 reasons you should be pessimistic about this season episode. I know I like to do that sometimes, where if I do one side, I do the other, but mm -mm, no, we're not. No, listen, it's August, we're we're still happy, we're still hopeful about this season, so we're going to keep it that way. Number four is, uh, we're going to stick in the trenches, and you probably saw this coming too. Hey, if I can hype off the offensive line, you bet your ass I can hype off the the defensive line here, because what's not to like about Jacob Panashuk, Jalen Hunt, Jacob Slade, Drew Beasley for your starting front four? Ooh-wee! That hits pretty well. You throw on guys like Deshaun Mallory, a guy who, by the way, just came out, Went from 350 pounds down to 275 right now. So yeah, I bring up the strength and conditioning program for the offensive line last segment. I have to bring it up this segment. They really will make a bigger impact than maybe a lot of people will know behind the scenes in the offseason. You got another edge guy like Drew Jordan. And speaking of edge guys too, I was very surprised to uh, be talking about him in this group. But yeah, Tank Brown. If you've heard a few of the episodes last week, it's been clear that they've been working out a four-star Minnesota linebacker transfer, Tank Brown, at a stand-up edge rush position, perhaps for passing downs. They've also complimented him on stopping the run, too. I'd imagine, just like our guy Stephen Brooks came on last week to talk about it, that it'll be like a kind of a third and long situation where you, you definitely know you're going to pass, and you just take the leash off Tank Brown, and you say, well, all right, go get that quarterback right there. And that's apparently his future as a Michigan State Spartan is a stand-up edge guy. So a lot of these guys are returning, right? Like that core four, Jacob Panashuk, Jalen Hunt, Jacob Slade, Drew Beasley, those are all familiar names. Last year, the defensive line was top three in the country. The country, not just the conference, no, the nation. An opportunity rate. Now, what's that? Well, it's actually not as difficult as it sounds. It's just runs that went for uh, less than four yards. So they were top three in the nation of stopping runs from going more than four yards. They were eighth in the nation. Eighth overall in the whole nation at stuff rate, which is stopped at or behind the line of scrimmage. So basically, if you're running against these guys, okay, well, that's your funeral, bud. Um, Number five, friend of the program. NIL history maker at Michigan State. Yes, of course, I'm talking about Matt Coglin. Matt Coglin, back for his 19th year of eligibility. Reason to feel optimistic about him, no doubt. He is a career 75% kicker. Now, let's all take a step back right now if you think that's not a high percentage. Let, let, just one step, one big step back. College kickers are what we're talking about right now. If you've watched any Alabama game where they've lost close, you know that college kicking is pretty damn important. 
Coughlin showed last year also that he could extend his leg to 50 yards. I don't know if you remember it. I remember it. Uh, Michigan State played Michigan uh, as three-and-a-half touchdown underdogs at the big house, and they actually won by a field goal. Again, I don't know if anyone remembers this. In that game, hey, he brought his range out to 50 yards last year. He's never missed a PAT. And let's go back to that 75% um, kicking for him. Last year... 75% got you in the top 50 in the country. He went 9 of 12 last year as well. How ironic is that? 75% career, 75% last year as well. Missed the 48-yarder against Iowa, a 49-yarder against Northwestern, and then a 40-yarder against Michigan. Okay. That's fine all and well. If you can get a kicker, though, that is going to be top 50 in the country career, and I think by now we got a good enough sample size on Coughlin. He's, He's kicked for four years here. The sample size is good enough where I'm starting to feel good about Coughlin returning and being a key guy on the team. So what's not to like about a sixth-year guy that has a reliable leg that is has, by, by the numbers, a, a top 50 leg in the country? And, well, hey, with, with experience, too, you, you always take the sure bet for a college kicker, and I would say, uh, yeah, Matt Coughlin is a safe bet here. I'm um, going to talk about number six. The new guys. Now, I know that we talked about transfers. Now, with the, the first one was more so about the, the kids who have left the program. This will be about more of the kids that have come in to the program. We talked about Jarrett Horst. Touched a little on Drew Jordan and Tank Brown. Christian Fitzpatrick. Keon Coleman, too. Now, of course, not transfer. This is also a true freshman as well. Actually, there's another freshman, too. Um, Chuck Brantley has been getting some love by the coaching staff as well. So I'll, I'll throw him in the in the mix as well. But it's the new guys that are going to be able to cook. And I'm going to highlight one in two points here. I'll, I'll do it before we, we cut to a break here at the end because I, I, I think I'm so optimistic about one guy and I think he's so versatile that I'm just going to single him out in this. But it's, it's the new guys that, of course, also are included in the defensive backfield. And I'll just jump right into that, number nine, d- d- or number seven, defensive backfield. Ronald Williams and Chester Kimbrough. Okay. Ronald Williams came here from Alabama, if you don't know by now. Transferred here from Alabama. He uh, suffered a broken arm last year in practice while he was covering Devontae Smith. And wait, hold, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a guy that was checking Devontae Smith in practice last year. I have a feeling that those reps probably bode well for uh, preparation, honing your craft, becoming a better cornerback. That, this man is going from covering Devontae Smith in practice and playing in the SEC to coming up to Big Ten country. And no, it's not you know, the, the, the fun belt or, or the Mac. Like, the Big Ten is still good, but this man is accustomed to playing against the best quite quite literally every day. Quite literally every day. You also have Chester Kimbrough, the guy from Florida, who was a solid player for them down there and got kind of pushed down to the number two. You know what? I think a, uh, I think a number two cornerback on Florida... That's good enough to be number one on a lot of Big Ten teams up here. So, yeah, those are the two guys that are vying for starting roles right now. Of course, we have Kalon Gervin. We have Xavier Henderson, who I swear has been here since the Rose Bowl year. He's been here for a hot minute. Yeah, Kendall Brooks. You got Montori Foster. You guys, you just got a slew of names here at Michigan State in the defensive backfield. And, you know, hey, the coaching staff to go with it, too. I don't know if you ever heard of any of these guys, but, yeah, they're pretty good. At coach and defensive back. So that's number seven. And before we cut to a quick break, number eight, this is the guy who I'm going to single out to just because I'm so intrigued by him. But Harold Joyner. Harold 
Joiner. No secret that uh, the running back room is already pretty set at Michigan State. We'll, we'll get to them later. That's another obvious one that I'll bring up. But the tight end position, the H-back position, the pass block, like the, he's so versatile that you could have him block or come around as an H-back. We saw a clip in practice earlier this week of Connor Hayward in the H-back role. Comes across the line, makes a block at the edge, and it's off to the races for the running back. Imagine six foot four hulking um, Harold Joyner doing that. Or catching the ball out of the backfield. Or just straight getting a hand up, handoff on third and one. He, he's versatile. You can move him anywhere on the field. Auburn didn't really know what to do with him. I, I, I don't know what really happened his entire career that I don't care to go back because, hey, he's here now. And from all accounts, once again in practice, you got some good things coming out of Scandalaris Football Center about Harold Joyner as well. So we've got three more to go at the other side of this break. But first, I got to talk to you beautiful people about betonline.ag. Oh God, new ad read. Oh no. Oh, I've never I've never seen this copy before. Okay, bear with me. This is my first time reading this. <laughs> Woo, let's go. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL mega contest and the two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, guess what? Your wager is going to be refunded up to $25. Bet online the fastest and easy... Okay, I'm reading off a of Google Doc right now, and as I was reading that, someone just came in and deleted the entire thing. Okay, and now it's back up. Oh my god, this is, what a journey this ad read is. Oh my. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Oh boy, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite uh, Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. Wow. All right, if you stuck with me during that ad read, that was uh, <laughs> that was a journey. Okay, I'm going to try to be somewhat of a professional here and regain my composure for the last three points. Uh, wow, okay, okay, all right, showtime. Number, where am I, where, wherever I'm at, number nine, number nine. It's got to be the running backs. You're probably wondering why it took me so long. Well, hey, listen, I, I got to space the obvious ones out, right? This is probably the, one of the most talented running back rooms in the conference. I feel pretty confident saying that. Call me a homer, but I, I, I think that one might be the last cool lady take right there. You have Doak Walker watch list member Kenneth Walker on there as well. Of course, the transfer from Wake Forest. If you've just seen pictures of him, and, pictures of him, if you've seen him on the practice field, yeah, it, he looks the part and once again, he is being raved about right now. So I think the number one running back position is locked up for Kenneth Walker. But that's not to say that we got guys behind him that can be getting some serious run. Eli Collins, of course. Last year, he came in as the leading returning rusher in the conference. Didn't start game one. Kind of had a weird season. Was never really himself. You're starting to wonder, 
oh no, like he's broken, he's going to transfer, this isn't looking good, and I'm guilty as charged of all that. Well, lo and behold, kid had a little something called COVID that completely wiped out his strength, wiped out his conditioning, wiped out his um, stamina, and now he's back. Now he's back, folks. He's talked about it. The coaches have talked about it. He just straight up looks like it. If you've seen the picture transformation that the strength and conditioning programs have put out, I think it's safe to say that Eli Collins is going to be back this year. He's going to be back this year. And behind him, oh, you know, just the the, the little speed burner, uh, Jordan Simmons, the true freshman last year who had some great flashes. Now, again... To take a step back, this is also a group that had zero touchdowns last year. They had zero touchdowns in the shortened season last year. But, man, that's, that is a talented stable right there. You throw in Harold Joyner. You throw in Connor Hayward, who's also back as well. That's that, that's a group that you feel pretty, pretty, really super damn good about going into this year as well. Now, the next point is, uh, this is off the field completely, but, it's, it, you know, it's very... Apparent that's going to make make an impact here. It's a schedule. I, I I appreciate the the schedule that that Michigan State has in the Big Ten East. It's not easy to get a stretch of games where you feel okay about it. And in the past, there's been off or not off season. There's been non conference slates that you start to worry about a little bit. Knock on wood. I don't think this is one of them. I think the first half of the schedule suits a Michigan State team that's welcoming some new faces and is also going to have a quarterback battle going into the season. With all that, I think the first six games are pretty friendly for Michigan State. Yes, you open up with a conference game, and that's awkward. That's weird. However, Northwestern has the second lowest returning production rate from their team last year coming in this year. Michigan State has a lot of question marks. They're filling in a lot of new guys and a lot of new roles. Yeah, Northwestern is doing that at an even more nth degree. So it's not the worst team to open up with. Now, I, I, I say this a little reluctantly because I, Big Ten fans everywhere fall down the trap of counting Northwestern as a win in the offseason and then have their reckoning during the season. So I, I know better than to feel confident that we're going to guarantee a win here, but I feel no okay about it. After that, let's talk about the rest of the first six games. You open at Northwestern. You got Youngstown. You go to Miami. That'll be tough. You got Nebraska, West Kentucky, Rutgers. Okay. Miami's tough. We're already 17.5 point underdogs for that one. But beyond that, that's an okay stretch right there to to really learn your team. If you're going to struggle through that stretch, okay, you're you're just going to struggle the entire season then. I I don't know what to to do. But if you start off, let's call it 4-2. I won't be greedy. Losses to... Miami, and then a random loss to West Kentucky. How about that? We'll, we'll mix it up. You, you don't feel terrible about that going into the back half of the season. And part of the back half of the season, just to finish out, you know, just to read it off, you have Indiana, Michigan, Purdue, Maryland, Ohio State, Penn State. Another wrinkle of that schedule that I like in the second half of the season is that, yeah, you get the bye week before that Michigan game. Michigan does not. I, I forgot who they're playing before. I think it's Indiana or something like that. Not important. Um, Michigan State gets the bye week before that, and that is uh, welcome to me. I also do like that uh, you get Penn State at the end of the season, too. Penn State's got a pretty tough schedule. You hope that their morale's down by the time they roll into East Lansing for that awkward Thanksgiving Day game. And, yeah, that's kind of 
why I'm not feeling too bad about the season is just because the, the schedule's a little friendly for us to, to start. It's going to be a nice nice group of teams to iron out some wrinkles against. And, hey, if you carry that quarterback battle into Youngstown, if you carry that quarterback battle into Miami, it's not, okay, that's fine. I think you can still get by while even trying to work out your, your quarterback situation on the run here. And last but not least, and you can just go ahead and turn the podcast off if you're looking for hard-hitting analysis here. Number 11, we're, at, we're due for a good season. My God, I, it's been since 2017 that uh, we felt good before a season, and hey, it actually happened. And even then, we still weren't feeling as good for 10 wins. Listen, we, we came off a 3-9 and nine year. You figure, well, okay, the, the, the young kids are, are nice. Might go 6-6. Six and six. Yeah, that sounds awesome compared to 3-9. and nine. Ever since 2017, though, I've... And I'm sure you have felt this way, too. I felt optimistic about Michigan State football, whether it be uh, shuffling the Titanic chairs and buying completely into that coaching staff change. Yeah, I was a sucker for it because I'm a sucker. I don't know, I don't know what you want me to say. I, 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 think, I, think this is, I think this is a year that we could actually feel optimism about. And I'm not saying we're going to win a Rose Bowl. I'm not saying that, you know, hey, Citrus Bowl, here we come. I'm just like, hey, I'm looking at a 7-5 and five season. I'm looking at a seven and five season, and if you think that's negative, I, look at what what Vegas is saying. Vegas is saying four and a half is your over under for wins. We're looking at a team that is in a second year of a coaching regime that has a lot a lot of work to do. So hey, uh, my, my last point being we're due. It's, it's not that's not a really a serious one, but at the same time. I've talked myself into it. We're due for a good year, baby. That's right. For once, the offseason hype is going to be worth it, and I'm ready for uh, Michigan State to certainly not break, uh, not break our hearts this year. All right, guys. Well, hey, th- thanks a lot for uh, tuning in for the, the the solo show there with me. Um, if that was the most painstaking moment of your Monday, well, I got good news for you. Uh, we're going to have some guests on this week because uh, I, I know that's what the people want. Hell, that's what I want because it is awesome to talk to people about the Michigan State Spartans. And, yeah, we'll, we'll have a full week of that, guys. And thanks uh, thanks again for, for listening. Once again, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you beautiful people get your podcast. And betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, run team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's have a great week. Go Green!